Yo, what's good? Welcome to another episode of Fun With Dumb. Today, I have a longtime friend, probably decade plus. Decade. Uh, in music. He's an amazing musician, but also we started in battle rap, which yeah. I can't say that with a lot of people who, well, I'm like, yeah, now we do music <laughs> yeah. from that, you know? Like, we kind of went through that, we and we're it. still here. But he's also just an eccentric, dope <laughs> personality that, you know, like, he could have his own show if he wanted to, all types of shit. Um, oh, you're too kind. No, real talk, bro. Like, ten, and, ten years plus. Yeah. You have to claim me on your taxes now. I put you on pretty much every little like web series thing that I've ever done. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whether it's so an you, interview yeah. thing or knock steady. Yeah, you throw me alley oops. So yeah, no, no. The reason I haven't secured the baggage, it's it's purely my fault. Because I'm because <laughs> no, no, you looked out. Right here, I'm we, the fuck up. <laughs> we are here with my longtime friend Speak. Hola, Oli. Hey. Hello, we're here. How I'm, you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. I, I just uh, I ran. Ran this morning, ran like four miles. I'm I, feeling strong. I've seen cl that. Clear headed. Yeah. Uh, had a bad Uber ride on the way over here, but it was. <laughs> but that is, here. We that's always it. a good story. Very, bad Uber ride. Very mean Russian guy. Nice. And he's nice. like, and I know he's Russian. I'm not making assumptions. I know he's Russian because he told me. He's like, I see your shirt. Are you from Mexico? And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I live there, but I'm, I'm from here. I was like, where are you from? Russia. Just real, like, right. <laughs> that, he, he didn't care if you were from Mexico or not. He just wanted to say he was Russian. Yeah, he just wanted to bang on me. I'm like, all right, bro, y'all rigged the election. I get it. Like, <laughs> you're, you're right now visiting, right? Visiting, yeah. Where do you, yeah. Where do you reside at I reside right full-time, almost full, going on four years, uh, Ciudad de Mexico, Mexico City, the capital, baby. That's crazy, man. I, I know, like, it. we used to, you know, meet at events in the valley and little record stores all and, over the place yeah. and like all over the los angeles area doing our thing and then like yeah when i just started seeing like that you moved to mexico i was like oh this is crazy you just picked up and just moved out there i had to i was i was burnt the fuck out and i and i for my own sanity and my own health and um i just i just needed to switch it up i knew you know me and uh, caleb stone had a studio in uh, downtown we actually lived together on, like right on Skid Row, and uh, the studio was on Third uh, and Santa Fe. Legendary lockout space. Like sometimes you see Red Hot Chili Peppers late night. Sick. All these bands would just rehearse there, and it was like the only place where you can get a th like three hundred, four hundred dollar lockout room and convert it for your studio space. Right. One day we get to the studio, and any everyone had like come through there, like Denzel Curry, Caliucci's right, right, right. father. Everyone had like come through to record there with Caleb and. That, that was the hub. One day we get to the studio and there's a note on the door. Boom. Everyone has 30 days. We just sold this shit to the Soho house. Oh, was, really? Yeah. And that was oh, almost wow. four years ago. And that in the Soho house downtown is still not open. Right. So I, I felt like that was just kind of like, I think it was a lot of things, but that was the, the straw that broke the camel's back. I'm just like, all right. I was like, I need to get the fuck out of here. That's some LA ass shit if you get evicted because they're building the a Soho, Soho house. <laughs> man, that's like... Damn. So I mean, what? But it, were you burnt out just from like LA lifestyle shit? Yeah. Or what? Lifestyle. Yeah. Um, my proximity to uh, the music industry as like a producer and writer, and I'm just, I just was not happy. I was like, yeah. Too. I was overindulging. Like I look back at that like period, like, and I'm like, oh man. I was like, the tunes are there. Like, yeah, the that that the art didn't suffer, but like internally, I wasn't happy, and I think I was like, I was really, really speeding towards like like a bad ending I think right 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 and I think like I, I kind of hit it well but like I look back on that like even like that time period like showing up on Sway in the morning like like I'm 
coke bloated, bro. Like, right, right. I don't. I thought I was fucking Tony Montana. So I'm in a white suit, and, and I, you know, and I, and, yeah. and I was just like, yeah, I'm, I'm you know, right. I'm, yeah, it's about time you had me up here. What the fuck, you know, just being like, a, just like, and, then, well, I mean, people, and everyone's like, uh, but people I'm like, still yeah. like people like that personality too, you know, like that persona you had too. Yeah, you know? but but it was. I think it was a lot of things. I think like I was like, damn, was I playing a character? I don't think so. I think it was yeah, like it was. the chip on my shoulder. It was like, yo, what the fuck? Like, why am right. I not getting my credit? It was like a lot of things. But I look back at that time period. I'm in a white suit. Like, I, I killed like the rapping, the music. Yeah. That's not the that's not the hard part. That's the easy part when you when you constantly create the in. But in the music business, the hard part is keeping it all together and not fucking up your checks and not fucking up relationships. Yeah. And I just like look back and I'm like, and everyone's like, man, we loved you when you were on Sway. I'm like, bro, look at my face. I like the Coke blow. I'm, I'm like, like a, a weird mix of like a weird hue of like pink and like, <laughs> like pale white. Yeah, and yeah, I'm yeah. like, yo, what was I even, I was out of my mind. Getting the Coke sweats. Yeah. <laughs> like wearing a white suit on radio. Like someone's going to see it. <laughs> That's amazing. So I, mean, I just had to change, or else I was gonna end, bro. I, I really think I was gonna end up like dead. I mean, you truthfully. were you were just you know in Los Angeles, far as the music scene too. You knew like so many people because you're doing songwriting sessions, yeah, yeah. On the, and going to parties, releases. You know, you were like a socialite, yeah, in this shit. I mean, when I was, I think both of us in the younger, like we've. St- stayed pretty like consistent with you know what's going on in the los angeles music scene yeah, yeah, yeah you know what i mean and um i like i even just five to seven years ago you know like whatever was happening then like things change so quick nowadays oh yeah it's like it's changing every like on a like near day daily basis you know and like and i think like having a close proximity to what is happening happening culturally or musically or artistically what whatever it is it's not like by some design to be like oh let me ride the wave let me latch on let me see if i could like exploit this because like i never bro i've been involved in so many damn things and never got right. a check from nothing never asked for a check maybe i'm stupid probably <laughs> but you've gotten a couple of checks yeah Come but on. like i just but like i was just i always just wanted to be a part of cool things and yeah. like re- make like really good art and i think for like i was talking to like gopi earlier like guys like gopi me you it's like this is what this is what we get off on right it's exciting like yeah. like i love Damn, what are the kid? What are, what are these kids doing now? Oh, yeah. okay, little Percocet got this new song, and he's yeah, yeah, yeah. you know he's hitting these dance or whatever it is. We get off on being broken, ripped off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. yeah. No, but like I like I'm always like trying to like new music always excites me. So when like people complain about rap or rock or what you know, people yeah. are always bitching and moaning about something. I'm like I'm like yo, it's out there. Yeah, like yeah. Y- you know, like I, that's the thing. It's like you know, obviously the the check would be nice and all that, but. I don't think we'd ever stop just creating. No, yeah, I I took a meeting yesterday and they're like, yo, like, you're at this point, like, you're a career artist. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, yeah, I guess it, I guess I do have a a career, you know? Um, Are you, you're not, you're not, are you songwriting still or like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I took, um, I took a little bit of like, when I moved to Mexico, like a sabbatical from it. Like, I still get like uh, the cue sheets. People are like, oh, so-and-so's looking for hooks. So-and-so's looking for beats. I'm just like, you know what? Let me, let me get off drugs. Let me get my body right. Let me, let me sort through some of this like baggage and these issues that I have. And let me, let me focus on me. And, and then we'll, you know, then we'll see where I'm at. And then, you know, 
yeah, I got it, got it together. And that's uh, the shit that you know I think people don't really see because even me, like I've battled with drugs, alcohol, yeah. all that, shit, and I constantly still do just because I've managed to be able to do that and have a balanced like career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you when people see that, they just don't think that you're going through that shit that too. That it's a struggle or yeah. that it's uh And LA has a lot of that because peop- this is a place with a lot of opportunity so yeah. you'll still be like killing it. Yeah, in it's the also sense. a place with a lot of functioning like drug addicts oh, or people with exactly psychological issues yeah. and and just because like you're getting your bags and you're selling out your shows and the art is coming like it doesn't mean that you're not hurting. Yeah. And I was talking to um uh, my homegirl Debit, who's a producer, and she's like, "Yeah, I've really been thinking like about mental illness in the music industry." And I'm like, "Yo, a lot of us are hurting, whether it's from past trauma, whether it's, and you know, like, and whether we want to admit it or not, we ha- there's ways to cope, whether it's partying or sex or spending or right. you know, some form of excess." And and I used to be on this like, "Yo, man, fuck it, music is my life." Yeah, you know, I got a piano tatted on me, I got an MPC, you know, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. no, she's like, "Music is my therapy," but it's fucking bullshit. I think at this point, it's fucking bullshit because. Uh, while it's he- while it's cathartic and it's therapeutic and it makes you feel good and you could you know sort through some of your feelings and ideas yo sometimes we gotta like kill that ego and that pride and be like yo I need to talk to somebody yeah cause like whether it's a friend whether if it's a therapist and you need outside perspective outside this music is my therapy I know a lot of people who music is my life music is my therapy and a lot of them are not no longer with us oh yeah and, and the more and like, <laughs> and, yeah and that more of that enclosed shell you put yourself in yeah. it gets more and more dangerous and very Man. I mean I'll tell you right now as much as I love making music just me being in hermit mode in the studio sometimes I get in the darkest fucking yeah. in the hole Cause you're, you know what I mean you're alone with your thoughts and your feelings alone you're and- getting fucked up hammered yeah. like a motherfucker yet you're not talking to anybody you're antisocial you get the most unhealthy you possibly can get yeah. like physically mentally you yo, know everything yo when I'm like in when I'm in that hermit mode locked into like whether it's like like recording my projects or working on someone else's project, that's when I become like the unhealthiest. Like yeah. you're eating like shit. If yep. you're eating, right. you, depending you on what drug to, you're yeah, on. Exactly. Like, <laughs> Sometimes you just even forget to go eat lunch or whatever. Yeah, like, Cause you're, you're just in the zone mentally. 12, 13 hours. Yeah. Like, like, tinkering with a hook <laughs> like right, right, like, right. like repetition repetition like man this is not okay like i need to go outside i need to run i need to let's let's eat a salad yeah let's <laughs> go let's go back to like i just because i was like literally before i came to uh like meet you today i was like going through like old rap flyers and shit man. and i came across like one of do you remember uc irvine we did that ghost face killer battle yes yeah because the grand prize was a Brand spanking you, two thousand like eight, yeah. nine MacBook Pro, yeah. and all of us were broke, and we're like, we're like, we're like, we all had this idea, it's like, man, if we get this MacBook, yeah. like, we're all talking. I remember we all talking backstage, like, man, if I get this MacBook, man, I'm, I'm straight. No, like, this was literally like ten years ago or more, yeah. probably, but um, yeah. it was at UC Irvine. There was a Ghostface Killer show, and they had an opening battle, like, for, you know, and it they was great. Pretty much invited all the battle rapper, battle rappers of LA at, at that time. Yeah. So I run into like all the homies. Mike over was there. there. Yeah, I forgot who fucking won. Some dude who's not even part of our circle. Yo, yeah, uh, it was yo, like, this random like like cholo looking dude right, won. Right. I think we were so fucking angry. Like, everyone was mad because like God bless that guy. I hope like yeah. I, I think I, I just remember. Like, I think he beat you too. He did. I, the only line I remember I was like, "Little Rob, get a job." Yeah. That's oh, I like, remember you told him he looked like, like the mechanic from Pin My Ride. And, <laughs> 
Because he was wearing like a jumpsuit. I, I just remember the crowd just hating me. And yeah. Most of like. They hated all, all, of, all us. of us. They hated I got, all of us. I, almost, I think I got to like the semis. I got close. Yeah, yeah. I got like really close. And I'm like, man, this laptop's mine. And then like, there just came like this juncture where I, I think like in the semis, I went against like a, like a random like. I don't know, pre-med student, just a student, like, who couldn't even really rap, and I'm like, oh, this is easy, and, like, I remember I just, like, I fucking put it, like, a fucking beating on this kid, yeah, and, like, his whole, like, frat fraternity, all his yeah, classmates yeah. are like, boo, and I'm like, oh, come There's on. so many, those, like, these moments, like, were <laughs> in our scene in LA, like, we had a regular, like, top battle rappers of, yeah. of, of, of the city, but there'll be times we'll be invited to these events where they'll have their favorite dude yeah, that yeah. they're rooting for. Yeah. And I just remember us just being so angry, like, who, who y'all don't understand yeah. rap. Like, you know what, like, the crazy thing is, even though, like, we ran, like, in, like, these circles and stuff, like, I never battled you. I never battled you. Right, I, I never, like, we were always, like, on, like, different brackets. That's or, so weird. So, yeah. And I never had to, like, battle James or I yeah. don't think I battled Mike either. So that's, like, cool because, like, I like you guys anyway. And it's for me, like, even at that time when I was, like, my most, like, angry and aggressive and stuff, like, like, bro, like, I'm not trying to, like, stand in front of my friend and, like, like crack Asian jokes or right. call you, you know, a faggot or something. Like that's not that's not, ultimately that's not who I am and that's ultimately why I detached from all that. Oh, and there's a classic battle where you battle Jin, right? I won. Yeah, you I, won that I battle, won. right? Yeah. I won, but but it was at an import car show. So I didn't win. <laughs> well, like, well this was, I got the moral victory. At the time though, <laughs> this was like a very you know, cause back in the day there was there was only a handful of battles that circulated the internet. Yeah, and that was, was like one of them. One. Yeah, yeah, that was a big one. They're like, who's but this kid? I was like just, 18. Yeah. I had like the Oscar De La Hoya, right, right. pretty boy Latino he, haircut, like, like gelled yeah, up kind in the of front. Like, like a little nerdy look too. Yeah. So like people were like. I did not dress well. But they but they love that in battle rap where there's like this underdog looking dude just yeah. like winning against like a legit dude. And yeah. that was one of those moments like I knew him and I knew of Jin, of course. He was like one of my heroes too because he's like an Asian battle rapper, you know. So that was like an iconic battle in a yeah, sense. Yo, it was it was like really weird. And I think my look always like threw, threw people off because what people don't know is like I was born in Huntington Park. The hospital I was born in like burned down. It doesn't even exist anymore. But we lived in East L.A. My brothers are super cholo gang bangers. We lived in East L.A. till I was like eight or nine. Then we moved to the Inland Empire. So everyone's like, oh, you're just like some IE camp. I'm like, no, like we had to like leave East L.A. because like people were like shooting up the house and like the cops were like looking for my brothers and kicking down the door. So your parents think, oh, move into the burbs or whatever is going to get you out of that. So it's like, or even as a teenager, you're going to fucking Project Blow, do you know? Yeah. Right when the, th not like, everyone thinks Project Blow was like some like, lyrical, little like, and yeah, there was a lot of that, but like a lot of those dudes are fucking gangster as oh, fuck. Yeah, like sure. Crips and Bloods and like, you had to be either like, psychotic or delusional or like have this crazy confidence to walk into these spaces and like not be scared. That's why, you know, I, I, I never liked the, the hipster or weirdos for, you know, kind of, you know, having judgments about the hood, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, about yeah. the people who come out of there. It's cause I, my experience with different neighborhoods and why, you know, just was a kid of LA. Yeah. Some of the most like weirdo gangster, like motherfuckers were the most creative. Yeah. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And I hate that. Like these, like people try to be weirdos in, yeah. in the art community. Well, I'm there's like, like this, there's like this thing. There's like this, I, and I and I think like when you like really want to like deconstruct it, I think it's just like it's like really thinly veiled like racism. Like ah, you're from the oh, hood. 100%. Like like even like the way when like music critics or like like you know oh that's like I'll, I'll say it, like 
and I've had this conversation with him. Like, it bothers me when I watch like Anthony Fantano review something like you know Future or Kodak Black or like Young Thug, and like he's just dismissing it. Like, oh, it's repetitive. Is that? Oh, but like, yeah, you got your dick hard for Death Grips and like Run the Jewels, and that stuff's right, cool too. Right. But it's just like to to like critique you know this kind of rap or people that come from this environment and dismiss it because well, you're not from it or like you don't the understand term mumble it. rap right yeah i'm like, like that's well, that has low key like racist you know it, tones yo, it you know is. for sure no, 100% it, it, yeah no, i agree absolutely i hated that term like when that, that shit, shit got popularized like fucking and hated i'm like that what shit. do you mean like mace like mace like kind of mumbled like kanye right. was you know was kind of like it's 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 all it's all a stylistic choice and it's all and it's and it's dope like and i, I don't like that shit like yeah. like but you don't really realize that when like you're when you're a teenager when you're in the thick of it going but like when you get older you become like more cognizant of like like what do these smoke signals mean what do these dog whistles mean and the crazy thing is people who are saying this don't even really realize it half the time I give them the benefit of the doubt you know what I yeah. mean like like they don't even realize that they're they're perpetuating this negative perception of you know people from the hood or you right. know people from just a different circumstance. Now let's not even say hood. Let's just say lifestyle right. circumstance. And and it really like it really bothers me. And like as I've gotten older, I'm like, yo, don't say that shit. You're yeah. wrong. Like and, you sound well, mad ignorant. Uh, even the audacity of it kind yeah. of fucking shocks me. You know, like it's be, like you are lucky enough to be listening to this. Exactly. You yeah. you are a guest. Right. Right. Like, we're even guests. Right. Like even like even though we grew up in it, we have roots in it. We've worked in it. We still work in it. As a yeah. Latino man, as an Asian man, we are guests right. still, and you have to like respect that. I know, and you just see that like on the Twitter feeds, it's just wow. That shit is a fucking wild like platform. Yeah, it's like super crazy. You kill it on Twitter, by the way. Man, thank you. I, like I'm I'm trying. I'm not, I'm not trying. I'm just like I got I got a lot to say at all times, yeah. and and I think like it's like the best platform for people like us, and the most dangerous at yeah. these times where like sometimes I I mean it's like two a.m. and I go fucking off, yeah. and I end up deleting like fifteen tweets yeah. like a couple hours later. It's there's there's a lot there's a lot to talk about, and it's it's like, like, I think we we kind of like now as like not OGs, but as like guys who've been in it long enough, you know, and especially guys coming from like different cultural backgrounds. Like, there, we have a responsibility, I think, for for the younger kids and um, you know, and even our listeners. So right. like, as I've gotten older, I've like really started to like, okay, what am I saying in my songs? what is the message I'm trying to convey and like whether we want to or not we're not only representing ourselves but we are also representing our communities right. our country our state how our do, families how do you balance that like you know cause obviously you're very outspoken about things and you don't you don't give a fuck about you know like no, fuck expressing Trump. yourself Kavanaugh too well yeah <laughs> <laughs> fuck them all wait well you're in Mexico City what's like the the viewpoint of people out there Bro, like what's going on in the circus. country it's a fucking circus like they think they think we're fucking jokes like my friends like you know my friends have this percentage like oh another school shooting <sighs> we're not surprised oh like right. you guys are racist ah we're not surprised right right, been, right. Been, y'all been racist they right. all think we're all fucking truck driving you know gun nuts right right and is, does, does and Trump just, brought up a lot of out there or what like yeah I mean like it's it's unavoidable like right. but the political climate in, in Latin America and in Mexico in particular is is always hot so like when you go out to drink with your friends who work in you know just your homies or whatever you get a couple of mezcal going like 
yo, conversations get heated. Conversations get heated and and you can you can never like defend these things, yeah. you know? Like and I don't defend it. I'm well, just because Trump's constantly talking about Mexico too, so it's like it is unavoidable in that way. Well, I seen this clip of him the other day where he's like, "Man, the the you know the they had the refugees coming from right. Central America, and he's and, you know they're coming through Mexico, and he's like, yeah, there's MS-13s, and if you look in there, the, if you look in there, there's Arabs too. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, well, geography, what? And people are like, yeah, there's Arabs. I'm like, bro, there ain't no like. Arab people in Guatemala and yeah. Honduras, like I'm like, yo, if they go into there, that is some ambition, right there. Yeah, yeah. There that's a long like U-turn yeah. to get into the states, but it's just like, it's just we're at this point where like, you know, like guys like him just like spout these like buzzwords and yeah. like and and it just riles everyone up, you know. MS-13 terrorism, or, or, ISIS, or Trump pinatas just as popular out there as in LA. Oh as yeah, well. yeah. I've seen, I've seen a few. I've seen a few. Yeah. But it's but it's hard though. But like, because at the same time, like, like Mexico and Latin America has its own fucking problems. Like I live like mm. really close to like a main, uh, like a main street in the city called Reforma, and Reforma cuts through the city, goes all the way through the center, all the way to downtown, and every other day there's a march. You know what I mean? Mm. Whether it's people coming from the um, like the areas that don't have the infrastructure of Mexico City because people get it fucked up a lot. Everyone's like, oh yeah, Mexico City, it's great. Look, there's iced coffee and there's art galleries. But like, but also it's a bubble because it's it's the money. It's the money city. But other places, rural areas, you know, places like Oaxaca, Chiapas, you know, people don't, some people don't have water. Some people don't got fucking roads. So, right, right. so everyone comes to the city to like make their statements in March and every, like it seems like every other day there's, there's something. So there's, so the city's always politically on fire. Right, like right. before I came here, there was a March for, and by these, it must've been like maybe high school, senior age, maybe college freshmen, young girls marching because abortion is illegal. Oh, so shit. it's like yo, so like people are facing their own problems, right, right, in in Latin America, and it's just like, so you get that on top of whatever whatever's happening on this side, and it directly affects what's happening in Mexico and, and Latin America, and it's just like it's a lot, man. Like, what are, what are your plans like with where you're residing? Like, are you planning to stay there for years to come, or what's the situation? Yeah, everyone asks me that, and I'm <laughs> like, yo, like. That's where I live. That's where my house is. Yeah. That's where I record music. That's where my my art is. Like my relationships, my my social circles. Like, and and I love it. And I'm learning a lot about myself. And I'm learning right. a lot about my family, and particularly like about my father. And yeah. um, you know why why he is the way he is. And or our family history. So it's, there's a lot of there's a lot of reflecting. You know, when you're a kid, I'm, I don't know if you can relate like but when we are kids and we go to Mexico like for the summer, I mean, ah, Mexico like right, 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 right. because like you know, we're used to like our life here and stuff and like and, and it wasn't bad. Like I didn't hate it, but it's just like, ah, you know, I want to like it's summer vacation, I want to skateboard, I want to like chase girls at the mall, I want to smoke weed, I want to do whatever. But you don't really kind of understand it. So I didn't yeah. really like 
I didn't really understand it until I was like 20 in my 20s. Like, but I think oh, that wow. happens a lot. Even, even, I mean, the same situation for like, you know, a lot of Korean Americans, yeah. right? Like we do the Korea summer trip and we're there with our relatives. Yeah. And, but you don't really get to kind of get in tune really with your culture until you have an appreciation for it as you get, when you get older. Yeah. And that's why, and also not to, not to mention also like in America, just the climate in itself, it's not, the American dream is not what it used to be as well. So I see a lot of young uh, like immigrant kids going back to their home countries yeah. and partaking in the culture there and but living there. Yeah, yeah. Just be like, yo, like returning, like we're children of the diaspora, right? right? Like first generation, if you're second generation. And yeah, like you said, that American dream, maybe, maybe it was just that. Maybe it was a dream, you know? Um, right. Because I got like, the, you know, there's this notion that everyone wants to flood in here and everyone wants to take our jobs and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yo, that's bullshit. Because like, yeah. I know people all over the world, whether it's, you know, whether it's Mexico, whether it's Australia, whether, you know, it's Canada, people are like, nah, I'm good. Like, <laughs> I love Toronto. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this is, you know, like, I'll have my life here. There's people, I know people in Mexico who, who are just like, yeah, yeah, I mean, I guess I'd visit, but, like, I have no desire to be there. Like, I what for? My life is here. Like, I think it's Americans hella feeling themselves. Yeah, it's all, That's, yo, but it's all propaganda. Even, like, the, the notion that, you know, people, like, coming from Mexico or Central America seeking asylum, yeah. you know, like, you know, they're babies, children, because whether the economy collapsed in Venezuela or whether there's, you know, uh, like ultra violence and the cartels and gangs have overrun parts of Guatemala people like there's this thing like ah, like everyone wants to come here like are you fucking serious do you right. think people want to uproot their whole lives their friends their yeah. family their language like their history they're, they're escaping right. no one wants to do that like my dad did not want to do that and, and well, not like even, it, it's propaganda, but even our like American branding is so weak right now. So you know weak. I mean? like, it's so our whole branding is uh, hella weak right now. Like, it's so weak. We need to like we need to rebrand. We need like <laughs> we need like Stone Cold. We get, let's get Stone Cold Steve <laughs> right. Austin. Like that was when there was like America. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, like yo, like we had things to be proud of. Austin 316, man. Like, that's what I'm fucking talking about. We need that about. intro. Bro, like, just the glass break. And, the glass and, break, yeah. And this bald American from Victoria, <laughs> Texas coming to whip everyone's ass. That should be the new anthem, bro. The national anthem. When that glass used to break, bro, I would just I get would, chills, would, bro. Because you knew someone was about to get their ass beat. <laughs> And then beer was going to get, like, yeah. that's tight. Always just catching the beer so just fit this smooth, just and, crazy. And Austin didn't have it easy, you know. I, li I like his podcast a lot. He gets all the old timers and they talk about, like, you know, the behind the scenes. Those guys live like rock stars. And right. Austin, those guys get beat up and banged up. And, like, you look back now and watch it, you're like, damn. Like, you'll notice, like, elbow taped up, two knee braces. I'm like, right. <laughs> he's out there kicking someone's, I love two knee braces. Oh, and they were turning up, too. You Turn. know, and, like, drinks, yeah. alcohol drugs all types oh, of yeah, shit yeah. bro but I, I especially like like the 80s era cause it's like you watch those like Hulk Hogan interviews you're like oh as someone who's done cocaine he's on cocaine <laughs> like, it's like, you know they had some steroids. of them they probably must have had the most ratchet groupies like imagine the, the oh, fan base God. of that the ratchet groupies of that world yeah oh just, my uh, just the grimiest yeah. it's not soup. it's not like what we're doing it's not like supermodels and influencers it's like <laughs> Like Middle America, <laughs> Rust Belt. I work at a diner. I'm missing getting teeth. head in a porta potty, yeah. like just not giving a fuck. At the rest stop, truck stop, rest stop in Barstow. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, that's grimy as fuck. Hey, 
you know, you gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah, let's. <laughs> uh, you know, when you were in LA, the the stuff that you're saying, like you wanted to kind of get away from yeah, yeah. in LA lifestyle, like. You know, you had that, but you still had like a very successful songwriting career. You've wrote, wrote some like really big hits for Cats too. Yeah, yeah. I've worked you know with. I mean? I've worked. I've been fortunate enough to work with like a lot of people. Like worked with Vince earlier in his career. Yeah, like, I, I remember. Yeah, I, we I met Vince Staples yeah. through you, and yeah. he was like a kid. And everyone knew, but everyone like knew. Well, you were definitely upping him like crazy you know you were like this is the next dude and vince went on to like mm-hmm. really be that next dude I wasn't too. wrong yeah you were not wrong <laughs> but you're I'm the very thing. seldom in my i wrong? will say this a lot of us you know I, i'm i'm never even i've been on that like take credit for type no. shit but then i love surrounding myself with a lot of talented yeah, people and i like making know? cool things yeah. like and and this, this whole like like even that like it's a joke like ah, I knew but it's just like people are gonna be what they're gonna be regardless oh, and you can't you know that's why I don't like motherfuckers who take credit for anything I'm like no yeah. it's you and 90 other people who helped this person yeah, get it's to all who like he little, is it's all little pieces of the story that's right? what I'm saying like, it's all puzzle and like the, it's like it's, it's never one person that yeah. makes a man you but, know what yeah, I mean but like, it's like those but all those experiences and those moments and you know oh hey let's do a song to get though even if you do one song with someone even if someone introduces you to a promoter or an agent or what, whatever yeah. or a writer whatever a photographer whatever it may be all those add up to to create the bigger story it right? takes like, a village to get put on bro. yo this is <laughs> you know this is I mean? true like and I think about that a lot like um, like even like back in the day appearing like on Knocksteady yo like that's like a big thing when like you don't have no, like at the time no music out but you got like this like little rep going and then like you do a video and it gets half a million views right. oh shit like oh those are half a million eyes that are on you and like yeah. and I won't say ah, Knock Steady made me or this oh, no. or, or writing this song maybe but they're all just subplots to the bigger and getting the, on the bigger a, story and getting on a platform that doesn't guarantee you views you have to be tight to get yeah, the views everyone you everyone know thinks I mean? it's <laughs> like magic I'm like bro it's not supposed to be easy like if you're good like it'll, you're, it'll resonate with someone if you're ready then you're gonna get the views if you're ready and then you get the plat- right platform yeah. then you're gonna get the views but the thing is a lot of people aren't even ready you give them yeah. an opportunity to shine a camera or whatever a platform with followers yeah. And they don't deliver, bro, and not, then you're not going to get shit. Bro, you know? I don't even think I was ready until like like a year ago. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, you got the views for sure, even in the Knock Steady stuff. Yeah, but not everybody gets the gets the views this is for true. sure. But like, you know, like personally, like I don't like feel like even like there's always been like opportunities for record deals or pub deals or yeah. this and that. But like, even now, as like a 31 year old man, am I like okay, cool, like. Yeah, let's take a meeting. Let's let's do it because I'm in the I'm in the proper maturity. I'm in the proper headspace. Yeah. I'm still creating. There's no expiration date. Yes, we get it. Rap is always you know. There's always something new. You're only like I tell this to people all the time. Like you're only the new guy once. Right. It's what you do after that. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. That's that's only one part of the story. Oh, brand new artist, best new artist, best new music. Okay, you're only the new thing once. What are you doing after that? Right. Like and. And yo, like the attention, the acclaim, the bread, this and that, all that stuff is cool. But it's just like, I just want to like live a life where at the end of it all, I could look back and like, oh man, like look at all this stuff. I Look at all these things I did and these, not just did, but created. It, like, it's, it's like such an interesting like moment like we're having considering like it's like 10 years ago we were just making fun of each other's shoes and moms like yeah. on the stage and now we're having a podcast about like yeah. our 30s and shit like but it's, but it's, it's amazing it's yeah, like, I love lit. it like bro I'm like writing better than I ever did I'm 
I'm like, yo, people went nuts for like the new album and like sending people to my fucking house in Mexico to interview me. They're like, what are you doing press? I'm like, oh, I don't got a, I don't got a press person. Um, like you can come to the crib. I'll make you some tea. I'll show you my plants. And like, <laughs> and people are like, what? <laughs> are you, how's, are you involved in the scene out there as well? Yeah. That's yeah. Tight. When I first moved there, um, when I first moved there, there wasn't a lot of, there wasn't like no, there was no rap parties. People love rap music. Kendrick came down there for the first time last year and massive. Like it was like, he did one show, massive. Like people know, love rap, but I think there's like this here, and I always tell people this, like here, everyone, everyone likes rap, right? You could be like a fucking, like a soccer mom and like a rap Cardi B. You could right. be, you know, a college, uh, goof, you know, goofy college kid and like Migos. You could be a trap dude. You could be whatever. Everyone, like, it's just part of the culture and the DNA here. But in Mexico, there's like still like this like weird like, like classism and elitism. So like literally, I'd be like, hey, I want to like, I want to DJ here. Oh, what kind of music do you play? Oh, like I just want to, can I, can I throw a rap night here? Pfft, rap. That's that's chaka music. Chaka is like I mean like ghetto. That's that's chaka music. That's ghetto. We don't want those people there. I'm like, like what do you mean? Like if you do this, everyone's gonna come. Right. Like, like everyone, right? And so like I experienced that initially, but I started throwing a party called Down in the DF, and that shit popped off, and we yo we made it free. And at first, no that's one. A hard, that's a hard ass. Down in the, the DF. Way. I love that shit. Yo, <laughs> it was, it, and we like we threw we started it three years ago, and it was like, all right, we gotta. I, if, I, at first it was just like yo once a month I want to play like yo I love I love the music scene here I love everything but yo I just want to hear rap was everybody really welcoming too with you coming into the scene yeah yeah everyone like yeah. cause we had me and Gopi and like Westside Ty like we had begun we had begun doing like festivals in Baja and and Tijuana like in 2011 12 like yeah. we were like yo we, at, cause at that juncture like we'd go anywhere fuck yeah we'll go to TJ for the weekend and do a festival what the fuck let's do it so we actually met like a lot of the a lot a lot of my friends in the city now like met in Tijuana like uh, I hang out with these dudes and I make music with this crew called Nafi it's like they're like the Mexico City club right. sound right. but the collective is a bunch of creative electronic compo- composers producers from all over Latin America Right. so but they're based out of Mexico City and it's like because music in Mexico is like super regional, right? Every region has like their music, but Mexico City it's 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 still a rock it's still a rock city. People like guitars, right, people right. love instruments. Yeah, yeah, people love like rock and metal. Like System of a Down just came down there. People go fucking crazy. Right. So you're either like that or you're like like real shitty like like EDM pop. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Pop music, like like I don't know, David Guetta and shit. I remember like the having that Raging Machine DVD where they were in Mexico. Oh yeah, the bat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. from Mexico City. Yeah, yeah, and then he's like, he's interviewing like Subcomandante Marcos. Yeah, like, dude, that shit was that was like my introduction to a lot of Mexico's of that DVD. Yo, and it's yeah. still like the Chiapas. Yeah, all yo, that. it still goes up like for rock music. So the homies at Nafi were just like, all right, well, we're gonna do our own thing. We're gonna do club music, but the the whole like a lot of the approach was like, it's like yo, like the it's gonna be electronic sounds, but we're gonna go a little darker. Yeah, because ain't shit sweet here. Yeah, and yeah, on yeah. top of that, instead of boom, 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 like, you know, Euro 4 on the floor, house shit, they're like, yo, we're doing electronic music, but rooted strictly in Latin rhythms, That's pre-Hispanic, dope. tribal music, There's a- we're doing cumbias, reggaeton, we're embracing all things Latin to present 
our idea well, of land, what the club life land is. music right now is like on on yes yeah, you know it, what i mean it's well because we especially well we're not even in even in american youth culture you see you know whether it's like kuko to like you yeah. know caliuchis like there's oh a, yeah you, you like i'm just saying it's like it's the beyond you know obviously the bad bunnies and j yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm talking about like youth well it's because like culture like we finally we have we finally have the numbers and population and like now and you know, kids who are, I'm sure you get it with kids who are Korean. I get it with kids who are Latino, Chicano, Mexican. They're like, yo, like, damn, like, I'm feeling what you're doing. Right. Because I feel like I could be that. Yeah. Or I feel like you're talking to me. Or when you make, like, these little references to, you know, like, like even, like, like you know, one of the songs, No Mames, No Manches, Que Onda, Que Pedro. They're like, ah, oh, that's like, <laughs> that's like, oh, that's like Mexico City slang. Like, oh, like, my dad's from there. Like, right, yeah, right. my dad says that. So it's just like, like, now we have representation and we have, like, uh, you know, we have the platforms to, like, voice ourselves. And yeah. you, you can't be denied, even if you wanted to. So finally people are like, oh, well, you know, I guess, I guess we should, uh, you and, know. And people like seeing somebody who's, like, prideful of your culture. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I always tell motherfuckers, like, you know, obviously I we all grew up with little identity issues and things yeah. like that, even myself. But once I took ownership of my, who I yeah. am is when people were like really on. You yeah. know what I'm you saying? You used to dress like a cholo. <laughs> but well, I still actually never let that one go yeah. really. But. No, but it's all good. Like, but that's what I'm trying to explain. To, that's what I was trying to like explain to people. I'm like, yo, like we all grew up together. And that's like one thing that like really fucked me up like moving to Mexico is like yo Mex- Mexico has its problems with nationalism too as you mm. saw like the the military put up the wall and they didn't want the people from Central America but the Central America coming over. So it's like super fucked up cuz there's like this long history of like of uh Mexico like really being ignorant and intolerant and cruel to people from Central America. Um so when, on this side we have MAGA right and they're like oh man fuck Mexico y'all are rapists murderers thieves you come and take our jobs yeah. and, and in Mexico you get mad at that shit like man, fuck you you're ignorant this is racism right. but then Mexico turns does around it, and does the same rhetoric to people from another, Central yeah, America there's like another wall on that side yo it's yeah. super fucked up and I mean like, I feel like this isn't this is kind of an ongoing thing in every, every country we, yeah. they have, we have all our own versions of that but you like know I mean? really, it really didn't hit me like the history of it until like I moved to the city because here, if you live in K Town, if you live in East Hollywood, if you live in East LA, like yo, you grow up with people from Korea, you grow up from people with people from India, a lot of Filipinos and right. people from Central America, and to the rest of the world, they're just like, all right, y'all live in this community, that's what you guys are like. Right. You know, like here, like all my home, like a lot of my homies were from Guatemala, El Salvador, and like. And we share similar stories and we share like, oh, why, why did your parents come here? You know what I mean? Yeah. And you don't think nothing of it. even. But then like you see it though, like re, you see the division and it, it, fucking, it fucking sucks because it's like, it's like a big scam. The U.S. like looted Latin America, has continued to like loot and plunder and rape and set up puppet governments all over Latin America, destroy the economies. And then what they do, they turn us against each other. People mm. who you share the same language with. People, you know, like there's so many common threads in, in all the different countries in Latin America. But like, like, yo, they've tricked us into hating each other. Right, right, right. Like, why? It's a yeah. scam. Yeah. It's like, yo. I see that even. It's in, a scam. I see that even in Koreatown, you know, Koreans and like 
were having little wars with Chinese people. I'm like, y'all know to everybody else, we're like in the same, yeah, <laughs> we're bubbled in yeah. like the same. But it's like, are uh, you from Korea? Cause <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, there's, there's all you know, there's a lot of pride in, and but then people mistaken that you know, it's like you could have pride, but you gotta understand like at the same time, you, there's a lot like there's hate exuding from that too. You yo, know what there, I mean? yo, there's there, it's a monster. It yo, really is. It's really crazy, and you have to like really. You have, that's why we have to think critically of it. You know what right. I mean? Like there's these little prejudices and like, that's another thing. I'm, I'm sure you, you see it traveling all the time. Like you learn these things like, like, bro, like all over the world, people hate on gay people all over the world. There's anti-blackness. Right. Like these aren't like just American things. These are like global symptoms. Oh, and it's like, definitely. So you, so you have to like you you're aware that these things but like when you really start going out in the world and seeing it in like different places and experiencing it firsthand like it really alters your your perception and the way you look at the world yeah so so I'm on edge all the time. I'm like turned to like. <laughs> I mean, I could I could tell this is bothering you all. <laughs> and I, I'm just mad, bro. <laughs> fuck, this is cool. What the fuck? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna. Well, let's talk about your project, which is critically you know, acclaimed. Pro- let me stop you there. Okay, okay. Let me there, stop you there, Johnny. I was like, this is Johnny. The, let me stop you this there. This is the speak I'm used to right <laughs> no. here. Actually, no. Critically acclaimed. But um, we're doing the, numbers. The finally? project is called uh, A Man and His Plants. I, I'm I'm ashamed for that plant. It's a fake plant. It's like grass. <laughs> Sorry. Like, where did you get that's this? That's a fake IKEA plant. Well, I'm glad you. <laughs> decorated for my yeah. I'm glad you no no that's always been there I didn't oh, bring it out just bust, like, bust out the plants he's coming yeah. no. that's what Anthony Valadez did I did like uh, oh yeah I, I did like that's amazing. in conversation with him in the studio and he had like monstera plants and yeah. a couple succulents he's like and he's got a real soothing voice yeah brother we set up the studio for you <laughs> real NPR voice and I'm like yo this is this is cool are, are, you, are you a big plant guy is that what I how am, the name came about yeah I'm the plant I'm the plant zaddy have um, you always been a plant dude or well we had succulents when we moved to Marino Valley my dad like had like a lot of succulents but i think i think it was like a lot of the album is about kind of like healing and like like taking care of yourself and like asking your asking yourself a lot of critical questions and just kind of discovering things about yourself right but it's mostly about like healing and trying to like put it together right like so i started um i started buying plants because i just oh, i've always liked the way they look but it just just incorporating it into my my routine of running and like yeah. and also like feeding my mind and you know they do make they do make the house like very beautiful right the initial the initial step was because I don't own a lot of things I have like some cool clothes I got some art on the walls but I don't own a lot of things so I'm like oh let me fill up the spaces with like some indoor house plants yeah but then like the deeper you get into it it was like it was super therapeutic because I'm feeding my mind and I'm learning like oh this is a sombra this needs to be inside this yeah. needs what uh, you don't you don't water it it just needs to be uh, moist leaves so like you're also like educating yourself right. so like I learned a shit ton about plants like and it's just feeding your mind and seeing happy environment and watching like the phases it goes through is pretty trippy too Yo, man. I'll tell man, you that man I love it I love it I bought alocasia and like it had like these you know it had like these like two big stalks and I was taking care of it and then like you know a month later whatever you see like three little three little yeah one sprouting and you're like oh my babies I love you <laughs> I think I think I read into the title too much I thought you were talking about you and the industry plants you wrote songs for oh I, I mean it could, could be yeah it <laughs> yeah. could be yeah that could be a pretty dope wow, I never thought about that that's what I'm gonna tell Fader next time they ask yeah, no, right. someone asked me it's like yeah all these motherfuckers out here man and no talent they're little they're saplings bro <laughs> 
<laughs> that is a fire ass explanation yeah. right there I wanted to just so, feature like, that one but it's like so funny like I wrote and recorded that whole thing like in like my house in Mexico and like my girlfriend at the time uh was a really sick photographer and we're like alright well what are you gonna do we could just shoot the album cover in here we could shoot the the promo photos on my balcony like right, right. and it's just yeah it's just I think it's a it's an accurate reflection of this point in my life like you know like I don't dress up for photo shoots I'm not like my house really looks like that it's are you definitely I would say since the last time we spoke or whatever your vibe is completely like 180 like yeah. it's you know what I mean <laughs> well I had to I had to change a lot of things about about myself you know yeah like and it's just getting older like still smart ass I'm still defiant I'm still curious about yeah. everything I'm just like but you know, I'm just trying to I'm just trying to sort through the waters, and I'm still learning yeah. about myself. And I think that's maybe that's how you find the good songs. That's how you find the good art. Like, I trust me, man. Like, we're all young, dumb, and stupid. I think we've we've aged very well for yeah, to have I a feel, conversation yo, like this. Yo, to be yo I feel <laughs> I feel really good, you know. But it's also like taking kind of like accountability and like looking back and like, oh, this is what I did wrong. Right. Like sometimes I look I look back like on things like I said in old songs, and I'm just like, yo, I didn't. Like, yo, I didn't believe that. Why did I say that? Mm, and maybe it was maybe yeah. it was just to be like, shock me, shock me, you know? Like, I was never talking about, like, raping people and this and that. But I'm like, like, maybe, you know, just some bullshit or whatever. I'm like, yo, why did, like, why did I say that? Like, right. you know, like, I would not want, I would not want some, like, 15-year-old kid discovering me now to be like, yeah, bitch, bitch, I'm going to put a molly in your butt or, you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like, because they heard it in one of my records, like, I couldn't reconcile that. Yeah. So, like, even now it's hard for me. I get offers to do shows all the time and I'm like, all right, well, let me make something that's true to form and it represents where I'm at now because I don't want to go on stage and I don't want to sing, these bitches rolling. Right. You know, like, I, because that's, that's not, that's not where I'm at. That's the interesting thing. Like, we, we think like the reason we got into hip hop and music is like let me just express myself honestly completely but that's actually not the case even when we, when I like what you just said right thinking yeah. about older things that we've done it's not even the most honest expression of ourselves no, we, you, you actually get to that even more as you get older yeah like I've I've been more honest with my art than I've ever been you know and even podcasts right we're yeah. able to just therapeutically just speak on everything and not hold back yeah and, you when, know? and when you when you strip it down and you kill the ego and the bravado and the shock lyrics and this and that and and you're producing something that's that's really really from the heart like i wasn't expecting this album to do anything i was like okay well maybe i'll get you know a couple streams or whatever like we made it on no budget yeah and but like the songs are really genuine and and they resonate with people and so i'm like now like you know, not to say like the past stuff was disingenuine or it wasn't artistic or it wasn't good, but it's just like maybe like I've I've honed I've honed in on the things I want to say and what I want to present, and and now it's like now I'm seeing like the fruits of it. You know, I'm being invited like the other night like L.A. Leakers or NPR take a meeting here That's amazing, and do this bro. and that, yeah. or being invited to a festival because you were you know to play festivals or whatever because yeah it feels good man like um i mean you especially because there was no expectation i didn't even think i was going to be coming back up to the states well yeah soon. you haven't put out a record in before this one in a while right? yeah 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 like yeah. i did like some collaborative stuff with like caleb a couple collaborative eps and a collaborative ep with dream panther but this is like 
the like the first like solo record I've put out since like 2013. I'm just like man, but you know the internet moves like this in 2013. Yeah. Like there's already been ten ten changes in rap, and um so it's like oh like I'm gonna put it out. If people fuck with me, they're gonna like it. We'll see. But it's like um like people are just discovering me now. Well, that's amazing. I mean, it feels good. The, like, I tell you right now, this shit's a marathon. Yeah. You know, we're still in it. We're still running. I'm distance runner. I ran four yeah, this exactly. morning. Yeah, Nothing. Yeah. No pun intended. That's why I might. Yeah. I might hit the double. I'm like, <laughs> you hit the double. Might take a nap. Might... He's gonna run to his next podcast. Yeah, yeah. I but, don't really get invited to podcasts. I'm like, I'll be seeing some of that's like, damn. Like, no one invites me to do what? fucking. And it's weird because you completely make sense to kill it in the podcast. They circuit, don't want me but... in the podcast game. Yeah. <laughs> the maybe this. Doesn't... Maybe this will. You know, yeah. Let's start with this one. Yeah, first. exactly. No, I'm, I'm glad you came. Where do you see yourself? I mean, I think this is a good question for me to ask you, especially you know, ten years ago we were there together, and now this we're here. Yeah. Like, where do you think you'll be in the next ten years? Like all around as a person, creatively, you know. Man, still writing songs, still producing. Um, hope to have a bigger house, a bigger garden. Yeah. Maybe I'll have a dog. Like yeah, I, you could have a dog right now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I can't. Well, thank You're you. You're allowed to. Am, am I? God damn! What have I been doing? He's like, I thought that was a forty-year-old thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, maybe, um, maybe settle down. Maybe mm. with a with a partner of some sort. Who knows? Yeah. Um, it's it's weird. I know for sure I'll still be creating. I'll be creating until the day I can't you, you in some medium or something. Is that something like will you still be making songs at forty? Is that something you you can confidently say you'll be doing? Um, yeah. Um, whether it's gonna be in in speak form or whether I'm, you know, playing drums in a in like a like a four piece jazz band yeah. or whether I'm I'm producing or whether I'm uh like mentoring and guiding younger talent. I'm always gonna have a close proximity to music, but I think like the cool thing is like I've always and I've always said it, like as a flex because I think it is a flex. To be like, well, I don't care where the fuck rap is going mm. because I'm already three four years ahead of whatever's happening now and like i don't i don't follow whatever oh you cool you guys got like fucking dicks tattooed on your face and pink hair and yeah like uh cool like that's 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 cool you do you like i'm not focused on that yeah um I, there's so much i could a- exist outside of the realm of rap and that's not to say like i like i'm above it like no rap has been super good to me i love it like it I means always, a I, lot to me but i always tell kids like yo you're gonna experience some amazing freedom once you stop chasing that relevancy yeah you know what i mean like, it's it's really like just liberating yeah when you don't give a fuck about what's going on and all that and you know a lot of kids are going through that they're chasing after blog exposure and all that yeah. and i've always been a dude who's like they never showed me love, so I'm like, fuck, so I'm going to do it on my own. So you don't pander, you don't even try. I, I don't, because they, I've been there, too. Yeah, I chased yeah. after that shit, trying yeah. to get a feature or whatever, and they never showed me love, so I'm like, I just got to go out there and do it myself. And But th- that's just how life is. You have yeah. to do that. You got to keep it pushing. Yeah, you know? well, I think I think particularly in rap where it's always new blood, new, like we were saying earlier, you're, you're only the new guy once. Right. Um, so it's like weird for me when I see dudes who are like, 35 35 is not old by the way Thir- being 35 being 40 is not old right but to see if you're a 35 year old rapper and you're trying to rap like you're 19 or you're 20 or you're 21 it's just fucking silly it's, yeah. it's ri- no it's just <laughs> it's like, like damn near sad yo that's yeah. like the equivalent of like you know like uh 
<laughs> good old American divorcee dad, you know. I'm, oh man, my wife left me. Like I don't know what I'm doing. I'm gonna, I'm going bald. I'm, oh, let me bu- let me buy let me buy a Corvette. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like wh- like why like why? And it wouldn't be true, and it wouldn't be honest. Oh, everyone talks about oh I love rap, you know, because so and so keeps it real. This and keeps it real. You know what's not keeping it real? Being a forty year old man. Being, I'm on the Zen and I'm high. Ooh, I'm in the club, wanna die? Ooh, yeah, I'm so emo, I cry. Yeah, like it's like, what are you doing? Yeah, like yeah. you, like go, like take care of your kids. Yeah. Like, yo, you have a wife. You're not on a Zen. And if even, but even if they are doing all that, they should rap about why you're doing that. Like that yeah, would be the like, more honest yo, part. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yo, like, 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 um, I always give him shit because I'm like, oh man, he's put out like so many like bad albums back to back to back. But then, man, like I really like that fucking, I really really like that Jay Z four four four. Yeah, because the beats were banging. Um, it was high quality songwriting, it, and the way it was mixed was raw shit. It sounded yeah. like he recorded it like right, in right, someone's right, right. closet. People, yeah, he was getting some shit for that. We, we were just talking about that it. the other day. I loved it. The dude who mixed that is like a legendary uh, like engineer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and like. It's, it's cool that he made a choice to do that because he's just like legit, like yeah, super yeah. legit. He could have made it sound like Yeah, but like I think that, that was on purpose, you know what yeah. I mean? Which is amazing. Well, because the content and the, th- the stories he was telling are raw, mm-hmm. right? And like, just like the project I put out, like I think he stripped it down and he shows like, yo, at 45 or however the fuck old he is, you there's always a new story to tell. And he was getting chastised for like, oh, it took you 40, it took you to be almost 50 to realize you shouldn't have cheated. But like, yo, people, men suck. We fuck up. Like, the fact that he could even talk about it, the fact that he's, there's always a story to tell, right? There's always going to be a new club sound. There's always going to be a new party rap. But like, but there's always a story to tell and as long as I could keep switching it up and as long as you keep learning about yourself and discovering things about yourself and your creativity you'll never run out of material yeah ever, I, was like, I was like I'm not worried like I don't that's the most original material you will have is about yeah, you I, yeah you I'm know. not worried about what everyone else is doing I like I like a lot of those young guys yeah. like I do like that music is it's tight like but you know there's a space for the for everything yeah and even dudes like you know like even like dudes who are like old, way older than us, you know, guys like Two Chains or like Mike and Mike and LP, mm-hmm. Open Mike. You mm-hmm. know, he's like a few years older than us. They're proving like it's not. There's no expiration date on creativity. I, I think that's something that the youth and culture has to kind of get over this obsession with youth and because I feel like it's the wrong message and you're going to make a lot of young people age very terribly in in how they accept themselves getting older you know what I mean and I think it's a dangerous kind of message it's like a super dangerous yeah. message and being old doesn't being old doesn't mean you're boring or your life is boring right. and maybe that's what they so like they like I think I think when you're not living right and when you're not internally happy, you worry about those outside. You you worry about those surface level things, looks, age, you know, uh, relevant. Someone's like, someone told me one time, like, your opinion doesn't matter. You're relevant. I'm like, well, you live in a basement. I own an art loft in Mexico and I live across the street from a castle. And I make music every day, and I get to do what I want. Yeah. So, what is relevance? What exactly. is this? What is this even about? Right, <laughs> like, right. like relevant to what? Yeah, <laughs> and like, well, I was I was saying that a lot of the th- some some of the uh, topics I'm discussing, and like I'm I'm writing a TV show and stuff, and it's about. Are like, you gonna cast me? 
I should need, cast you in something for sure. I, I mean, you got look the at me. look. I'm a superstar, <laughs> baby. Look at my hair. Look at, look at my hair, brother. <laughs> you could ride yeah. me like a unicorn through a forest. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love it. No, but it's it's about that exactly. It's about what you just said, right? Like, what is relevancy? Like, as sometimes I I focused on relevancy in the rap game, and I lose relevancy with my family. Like, yeah. I have a niece who doesn't fucking recognize me, or like that. Mo- those are these moments. That's, of, that's the hard one. Those are these moments of revelation that I've I, I've had with what relevance means to me, you yeah. know, and in the circle around me. Yeah. So I completely agree with what you're saying. Relevance like, is all relative. Yeah. <laughs> relevance is all relative. I have I'm a revelation. On the sedative. I've I had a revelation <laughs> about the relativity because it's all irrelevant. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the cipher just opened up. Yeah. Open up that mosh pit. <laughs> realize. Realize. <laughs> Remember when you said that, you're like, oh, shit. Damn, that's like a quadruple entendre, brother. <laughs> like, yeah, like, bro, that, it's not that deep. Right, right, right. <laughs> what do the kids say? The same it chief yeah, I call yeah. chief yeah <laughs> that's that one is amazing I, that's that those are the moments where i'm like man the, the kids are killing shit yeah. like that's what is amazing yeah like y- you have far more resources yeah. and like i'm always blown away by like how quickly like 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 something like you know a sporting event or something or like some epic thing happens and then like two seconds later there's a meme right yeah like like that like the ufc fight when khabib jumped in the crowd after he murked mcgregor and like <laughs> you know literally two seconds after that happened there's a meme of him jumping out and like then the photo of drake like uh, you know his scared face <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. like from some concert or something i'm like damn y'all are fucking they're, so, they're too good with the internet but bro. how you you've, you've stayed very good with the internet for years bro i like technology and we started in, technology we started in dial-up so you've we aged did, really well yo, on the internet me and my boy La- me and my boy lado we're talking about that and I, I i i'm making a lot of records with this dude uh, in Mexico City and we were talking about first wave internet and he's like yo he's like I didn't even have a computer till I was like you know I was in my teen years we used to have to go to the, the university internet cafes are still super huge in Mexico like gamer cafes mm-hmm. or people just for your or for your everyday thing but we're talking about first wave we're talking about like cause we're, he's coming out with a tape and I'm like yo like you should design the cassette tape to look like Winamp Oh, yeah, like, yeah, that would be yeah. super cool with like your tracks on it Classic. so we're talking about like Winamp and he's like yo I, we can go even further back what about uh, real audio yeah real player yo yeah. yo and the lowest quality buffering yeah. music but like that that was like that was like the beginning of streaming yeah you could stream songs or whatever that's true so, that, that one in particular for yo, sure trying yeah. to explain that to people I'm like yo like like me you and Mike and James like we all come from this uh, end of hangout at even though I never did but you know end of hangout at the gas station or Venice Beach hey listen to my CD era yeah. and the beginning of Soldier Boy internet cranked that era right 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 and by the way in my eyes Soldier Boy invented the internet because I didn't even know what the fuck a YouTube was he to crank that viral moments on the internet early on and still, trend setting yeah, still for sure I, yeah. I say that too I, I, yo when he's talking about come on that's classic that's just classic material. When he's talking about like the dudes who try to rob him, right? <laughs> like yeah, he's yeah. reenacting it. He's like, <laughs> he came in, so I shot him. Yeah. <laughs> like, man, nah, yeah, he's had some moments. Yo, okay, he had this one moment. Uh, sorry, I don't want me to turn this into yeah, the yeah. Soldier Boy Appreciation Podcast. <laughs> but I fucking love. That's yeah. That's, I'm S O D M G Speaky. I'm, I'm on the light. No, I think that podcast could probably take off though. Yo, <laughs> Soldier Boy Appreciation. He needs podcast. to do more podcasts. He yeah, doesn't really do interviews. That's true. Like that. That's true. Because yeah. he's, he's got kind of low key these days, actually. He's got. He's 
he's invested in all kinds of something, bunch right? Of things. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure he's yeah. not. He's not no dummy. I always say. I always say like I, I, not I have dummy. no doubt that Soldier Boy was early on Bitcoin cryptocurrency. He, oh, I'm, I have like, He is. You technology. know what I mean? Like yeah. I feel like he would be the type of motherfucker who would have been early on crypto. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like. I, like Bro, the first time I ever seen, remember like a, a few years back when every like douchebag in LA had a hoverboard? Yeah. And yeah, like he, joggers. He was the first person I ever was. seen on a hoverboard. That is. He was the first In my dude. eyes, he invented that too. Yeah. He is our Elon Musk. <laughs> if you. <laughs> he is our, yeah, our generation's Elon he, Musk. Yeah, he invented, really. he invented YouTube, hoverboards. Yeah. Yeah, he's. Yo, let, let's. Um, <laughs> That was an amazing way to exit. But uh, yo, we love you. Soldier. Is there anything you want to pitch? Uh, obviously, the album "A Man and His Plants." Stream it. Ten thousand million streams. Yo, support please. this man. Yo, please. It's um, they're saying it's a classic, and uh, I'm not gonna lie. When I was making it, I knew, I knew. But even though, if you know. If you know how good you are, that doesn't matter. It's do other people know? That's true. So yeah. like, no, no. So like, I have yeah. like, you know, like you, you've made, you've made some special things and still are making special things, but you know it, right? Right, right. Like you and like, there's a confidence that. But comes you just it. like, yo, you're in your, you're in your pocket. You feel the electricity. But I just like, I'm like, all right, don't fuck it up. Don't fuck it up. Just mm. get the job done. Get it out right. and see what it does. And uh, yeah, I'm not gonna lie, I knew. And but yeah, man, in this now people are finding out, and I'm just I'm very thankful. I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for to be 31 years old and like still still doing it. And catch the man's live show. I, I mean, come I, to that's Tropicalia. One thing I, I will, can't get you tickets. There's one thing I will say about you over the years. Uh, you know, we've known each other for 10 plus years, and you performing was always like even early on your perform live show was really good you put a lot yeah. of energy and effort into Yo, it we were like mosh pitting at the spliff slam dancing I and remember we were going to one of the shows you had mad people with masks and you were throwing confetti off Yo, this fucking yeah, we stage to make it, like, it was a yeah. an experience I've yeah. come down a lot I mean I still turn up but like now like I have like this like fucking yeah You'll it's, see. At it's it's okay. Like Soleil meets Rolling Loud. Yeah, <laughs> meets, yeah, meets, yeah, meets. Yo, I was thinking about that. I was like, someone's like, you should do Rolling Loud. I'm like, bro, I'd get up on that stage and be like, and plants fill the room, and people would be like, boo, <laughs> bring out smoke per. <laughs> like, I would get booed off the stage. There'd be a sea of kids with pink hair and face tats throwing garbage at me throwing monster <laughs> energy drinks at me who knows maybe they'll just start crying you just yeah. you just make them like what am I doing yeah I need a plan <laughs> throw his hands in the cans kids but yeah man and his plants on all streaming platforms Tropicalia with Cardi B yo that's a big one I like saying that I'm playing with Cardi B and Mac DeMarco Whoa. and Caliucci. yeah and a lot of amazing just Latin acts Los Angeles Azules man the great cumbia band from one of the worst hoods in Mexico City, Iztapalapa. Oh, wow. I gotta check them out. Yo, yeah. they're, they're incredible and they, they play festivals all over the world and it's just like really romantic, beautiful. It's cumbia music, but they're from Iztapalapa and it's a really rough part of the city. But it's cool because it's like, dun, 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 you know, it's like cumbia music and randomly, like in the breakdowns, they always bang Iztapalapa. They're like, Los Angeles Azules de Iztapalapa por todo el mundo. Like, yeah, yeah. yo, we're from the hood, but we're for the world. I'm uh, like, that's positive. That's Outside. positive banging. <laughs> That's positive set banging. We gotta we gotta spread the positive gang banging. Yeah. But um, yo, thank you for coming, bro. Man, and you're you welcome for anytime me. for sure, bro. Real man. talk. Okay. Check out Speech, A Man and His Plants. We're in K Town, holding it down. Koreatown Run Club to yo, you know all the run clubs around the world. Stay healthy, man. Health is wealth. We living long. Thank you for having me. Peace. Tune in next week.